Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the show. Today we're gonna be talking about how we can match up our personality with our marketing for better results. I'm really excited about this topic because we know how important content creation is. And I'm going to be looking at two side-by-side real-life examples of what's going well and how you can really see a click when somebody has their marketing totally matched up with their personality and when somebody has a miss. And I think that this happens more often than not because we're going online, we're looking for the next best trend. We have this fear of missing out if we don't jump on the bandwagon, but we're going to look at some um, points and details when it is a miss to our personality. So we are swamped with several things vying for our time and attention. And I don't know about you, but I am always looking for ways to maximize my efforts. And one of the best ways to ensure that our marketing is bringing in the best return is to make sure that we're choosing the right platform and delivery method. And what I mean by that, for the platform, where are we going to be showing up? Is it going to be on a social media platform like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or our website, and then the delivery method. What are we going to be creating? Are we going to be writing? Is it going to be video? Is it going to be audio only? So really choosing the right platform and delivery method, that combination is stellar if it matches our personality. So I want to explain. I have two recent scenarios that are going to help illustrate when this is executed well, and when it's a miss. So let's take a look at the example of someone who is right on. And it's a couple, actually. It's a married couple. They're actually in the coach training space. Now, they have a dynamic and fun personality individually, and then together they are a powerhouse duo. They have chosen group offerings as their primary offering and they nurture their offering or they nurture their audience, I should say, by offering free Zoom series. So this is kind of cool. They, they dovetail into each other. They kick off the Zoom call with music in a fun and upbeat way. I actually haven't seen anybody else, maybe Tony Robbins when he has his big weekend events and things like that. I mean, I think he always incorporates music, but in the general space, I don't really see that often. So they do it in a really seamless, fun and upbeat way. You can tell that when they're home, they're probably having fun, dancing, cooking, like it really feels a big part of who they are. They welcome in their attendees. They're having a little playful banter between one another as folks start to trickle in. And you just feel great. You feel great right off the bat. And the cool thing is, I really appreciate this. You probably will too. Their style is to get right to the point and get to the meat of that day's topic, which is fantastic. They also value 
participation. So they have these breakout groups throughout the call, which is really interesting because when I first started going on those calls, I am a little bit more introverted. So I was like, oh gosh, I don't really like the breakout group part, you know, but I value it. I value it. And when I push myself out of my comfort zone and get in those little breakout groups, it immediately allows me to implement the new learnings. And you're only practicing with about three or four other attendees. So they could have a hundred or more people on the call, but they're going to break you out into little groups, little micro pods of three or four other attendees. And so ultimately, this is the cool thing. Even though you may, as an attendee, be like, gosh, that's not my thing. They know that you're going to get the very, very most out of the group if you're not just being spoken to, but you actually interact and engage. And I think that's really powerful leadership. All right, so then you you do your little regroup and you get together with the full, you know, pod, the full big group of people attending and everyone's sharing little aha moments. And then you learn another piece together as a group and then you have another breakout again. And there's time for about maybe three of these mini breakouts in their hour, And every time they meet again as a group, they have a little music transition, which makes it really fun and lively. And the hour zips by and they share an Amazon S3 link, which is just a quick way that we can put that into the Zoom chat with the simple worksheet to capture the learnings. And then on the last page, there are a few calls to action to learn more about what they do and their paid offerings. So, so smart. It's simple, it's direct, and the call to action is very clear so you know exactly where you need to go if you wanna dive in. It does not feel salesy at all. It's an opportunity to get more if you liked the free Zoom. It is so, so smart. So let's pull that apart and take a little deeper look into that structure. Now, They are fun, and you can tell they're fun in their real life, and they bring that edge into every piece of what they do from the worksheet graphics and their website, which is like very different. It's not same, same at all. Super clear, on brand, very much a part of their kind of zany lifestyle to the accents of music which again, fun, upbeat, encouraging movement, right? You're not just sitting there like a robot, glued, looking at like the tic-tac-toe board of other Zoom faces zoning out, right? Everyone's having fun and they're kind of moving and going along. So that's a super cool piece. They are clear on their one-to-many delivery method. So they're choosing one-to-many as how they're going to deliver And they're keeping that consistent. So the offering that they're doing free is the group series, which is the one-to-many on the free Zoom series, which goes over a period of one a month for a couple of months. And that ties in to their paid group programs, which again, the delivery method is consistent. So I'm really liking that continuity. Now it's so obvious, and like I mentioned, they value community and continue the conversation in their Facebook group. So that's super smart. They value time, beginning with starting on time, keeping track of the little five-minute breakout groups, ending on time, which I love. I really love that. And getting to the meat of the topic fast without any fluff because they're not wasting your time and you absolutely feel that. 
In the end, you leave having an upbeat and insightful experience and and actually more often than not, don't you think there's going to be more chances that you're going to click on one or more of their offerings because you're interested, you're invested, you just had a good time, you just learned something, okay? So it's really brilliant. You can actually look back on the show transcript notes to look at this in even a slower way so you can swipe this success formula and apply it to your business if it resonates with your personality style. I think they're doing a lot of things right. All right, so we started with a good scenario. Now we're gonna move into someone that missed the mark and kind of is doing what not to do, not kind of, is doing something that's really not matching. And it, it is pretty apparent. It's kind of painful to watch. And honestly, it's not because they aren't trying. In fact, you're going to see this more and more with entrepreneurs dedicated to increasing their impact and income is they are trying. We're all trying, right? If we're showing up consistently, we are all trying. But most likely, they are listening to an online expert who's sharing a marketing strategy that's not taking into account their unique strengths and weaknesses We have to match our personality to our marketing for it to click. Now, before I dive into this part, I want to say that the intention here is not to pick this apart. It is totally for the learning lesson and not to criticize because I absolutely applaud anyone who bravely creates content and consistently puts themselves out there first and foremost. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, now this person is a coach. She's primarily introverted, you can tell, and she also shares that. And that really just means that she needs to recharge her batteries alone. And if she spends too much time around others and exerting energy outside can burn out quickly. So you may be able to relate to this. I know that a lot of healers listen to this show and a lot of healers tend to be introverts. So you may get some more valuable details from this scenario, or maybe even see yourself in it. And that's okay. We are absolutely just shining a light on this in order to improve incremental improvements. So, all right, she has decided to jump on the bad wagon of going live once a week in her Facebook group to nurture her audience. Fabulous idea, works for a lot of people, but here are a couple of things not clicking. She's not always punctual, which is a bummer. It's a bummer for people ready to click join or for type A's, kind of like me, who keep refreshing the page to see if the notification is there, if she is live, and maybe I just missed it, right? So she may kind of come in five minutes late, six minutes late, whatever. Not a big deal in the big scheme, but kind of a big deal because I truly believe how we do one thing in life is how we do everything in life. And so If I'm going to follow a leader, I want them to have integrity, show up when they say they're going to do, and be punctual. So it is kind of a big deal, something to think about. Now, she waits for people to join in live when she comes on, even despite being a few minutes late. And here's a little tip. It is better to start on time and value the people who are there on time. And the people joining in late can just join in. They can just roll in. And you've maybe seen this. It's a little bit frustrating where sometimes people even put like a slide up, like we're gonna begin in whatever and have a countdown. But if you're actually advertising that you're gonna do a Facebook Live at 1 p.m., 
Show up at 1 p.m. Don't waste 10 minutes of people who actually are showing up on time just until you can start getting people trickling in live. It leaves a big gap of unnecessary chit-chat. I think also space where you can kind of see her confidence dwindling because there aren't really a lot of people showing up live and she's kind of like tripping over what to say and talking about the weather. And we really don't have time in our life for that. That may just be me. You may like that chit-chat and banter and weather. And, you know, I'm not talking about being a robot. I I really want to say that because it is not like, it is one o'clock, I'm showing up, I'm going to jump right into my content and give you value. You know, I'm going to leave you with a call to action. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But there has to be kind of a level of balance and flow Again, I do feel punctuality in in our space is really important, all right? So here's here's some more parts. (laughs) This is actually a little bit tricky for me to share because I'm so programmed for positivity. So I really went back and forth like, oh my gosh, is this going to come off too critical? But I I really want to do this as a learning lesson because these two things happened last week. And I want to bring you things that are relevant, that are fresh, that I'm seeing are working in today's marketplace with marketing and that aren't working in today's marketplace. And I'm sure you're experiencing this too, so I'm not really the first one to shine a light on this. But what then continues to unfold here in this Facebook Live is she criticizes Facebook for not showing her comments when she's live. Almost every single time, right? I've been on several of these weekly shows that she's been doing and not a great idea to open with. And this is a consistent pattern like, oh gosh, Facebook, why do you do this? Why do you not da da da? So here's the thing, just embrace the tech. Be grateful that you have a free platform to share on. And if there are limitations, either find a workaround or let it go, all right? There is a lot of opening conversation here next about her life, her life challenges, whether she's dehydrated, whether she has a headache. Again, I am all for keeping people in the loop, being vulnerable and sharing, but I suggest being really mindful of whether or not it's actually an overshare. Are we putting a burden on our audience? I want you to just pause here and think for a minute. If you've advertised a Facebook Live, say at one o'clock every Monday, I'm just throwing that out there as an example, right? I want you to think about your ideal client and what their Monday might look like, okay? And if they're putting it in the calendar because they like you, they they like what you're going to talk about, maybe it's a unique niche that you can't really, or you haven't been able to connect with someone else that kind of has a unique spin on that, think about it. Like, we're all busy. We're all going, you know, pretty rapid speed, despite trying to be mindful and have business without burnout, our calendars are generally pretty full. If someone's going to take the time to be there, just be mindful of like, what was their Monday morning like? And when you think about that, like, would you maybe change your script a little bit about your personal ailments? I think that you would. Again, it's not about glossing over, and it's not about just sharing the highlight reel because I am a huge fan of authentic marketing. So absolutely, like be real, but just be mindful of like 
the depth of the share and the length of the share when someone's showing up for a specific topic on a regular basis. This episode is brought to you by Know Thyself and Lead, my free mini training that unlocks the top three secrets that you need to joyfully thrive. You'll learn the number one way to fuel action so that you're never stuck or procrastinate again. You'll crack the code and unveil your specific aligned purpose for more flow and ease, and you'll discover the way to propel you further, faster. You can binge watch all three trainings at once or at your leisure. Either way, you'll want to sign up and dive right in. Access Know Thyself and Lead at kcrossi.com slash lead. That's kcrossi.com slash lead. Now, please enjoy the show. All right, this goes absolutely along the point of knowing our ideal client and really thinking about what their pain is and answering the question that is on their mind, which is, what's in this for me? In fact, I remember Marie Forleo saying that everybody's favorite radio station is WWIFM. I love that, which is, What's in it for me, right? What's in it for me? So that's something to really, really think about, especially in these trying times. We have to know where the line is between sharing something relatable and personal and edging into dumping, complaining, or excuse making. This sounds harsh, but it's it's really true. This week, she skipped going live altogether because she needed a break, but only gave her audience about five minutes before the start time as a heads up. So for those that scheduled it, that blocked out time for it, you're leaving them disappointed. And lastly, with only about four to five weeks in, you get the vibe that she's not really into what she's doing, that she's disappointed with the return for, she actually shares this, for the time that she's putting in. And she's already desiring to kind of change it up, change the time up in hopes that more people will attend live. So that's kind of in a nutshell all of that. You get about maybe 10 minutes of the nugget of the value out of maybe 25 by the time you get through that full ball. You can see it's very contrasting with the other example where it is one full packed hour with some learning, some sharing, some breakout groups, some reflection, and the time is just going right through. So you can really, really see In this side-by-side comparison, when someone has their marketing clicked in that matches their personality and when they don't. So here's the thing. Any marketing is a slow burn. We have to be patient and consistent. And pivoting too fast, like only doing something four or five times, like in the second example, and then thinking, this isn't working. Let me try another strategy. It's absolutely going to drive you mad. And moreover, it's going to confuse your audience. You're going to look a little whippy and flippy, and we don't want that. Things take time to take. And I want you to just pause for a moment and think of gardening. We don't plant a seed and expect it to just, unless it's lettuce, (laughs) we don't get all impatient and hopeless that we can't harvest dinner, right? Lettuce has a very fast germination process, so we might actually get salad in a week. But in general, if you're going to be planting in June, it's going to take time, consistency, nurturing, patience, care, 
over several weeks, even months, before we're going to be able to go in our backyard and pick our dinner. And content creation and any proper nurture strategy is exactly the same. And here's the thing. We are crafting content to increase the know, like, and trust factors. If what you're doing is decreasing any, or God forbid, all of those factors, then we're going in the wrong direction and wasting our time. Now, what might be a better strategy for someone in the second scenario? Here are a couple of alternatives. If a weekly delivery schedule feels burdensome or one that you really can't commit to, being on time and showing up for, reduce it to something that works for you, your schedule and your bandwidth. And and I know this because years ago, if I saw white space on my calendar, I would get a little anxious and I would really feel that if there was a chunk of space that I could fit something in and time and experience, wisdom and having, you know, burnout in my past has absolutely shown me to pause and think of bandwidth. It is not just the white space on your calendar. If you can schedule something in, it's your energy level and it's your bandwidth. And so for this second situation, an alternative, you know, maybe that's once every other week or once every third week. Honestly, like you have to go within yourself and see what's really practical because what's most important are those no like, and trust factors, punctuality, focus, being concise, making sure that your audience is leaving with tangible value or an experience and inspiration. Maybe it's something emotional depending on your niche, right? But something that they didn't have before they took the time to be in your space or If the lack of seeing people's faces or comments drops your energy and you feel uncomfortable speaking into a void on a Facebook Live, consider opting for a live Zoom session where you get to see people. You could always stream it to your group page simultaneously, giving people a choice to either watch the stream, join the group in Zoom, and or catch the live replay that you can house in one of your Facebook groups page. So there's a couple of different ideas that you can be thinking about, or because we know there are always multiple solutions. It's it's never A or B, right? We have multiple pathways and we have the agency to change that you could always consider hosting a podcast show. You could do solo casts where you're showing up and delivering value without video. So this is where you have to think like, Where is that sticking point? Is it direct-to-camera video? If so, maybe consider something that's audio only. Or if it is that energy piece, you could consider interviewing other experts so you have another human being to bounce off energy and ideas, or you could do a combination of both like I do on this podcast. So remember the right way is the one that works for you. It doesn't matter what the current trend is, if it doesn't align with who you are. And I want you to ask yourself a couple of simple questions to hone down a marketing strategy that's going to work with your personality and be fun for you. We want to have fun, especially business is about the long haul, right? It's about the long haul. It's longevity. It is perseverance and it is consistency, 
So we have to be crafting things that feel good to us because if we're going to think, oh God, I've got to write my blog this week or Ugh, what am I going to talk about on the podcast this week? Like it's not going to work. It's not going to draw people in because they're going to feel that you're not that in it. You know, they're going to feel it. They're really going to feel it. So a couple of questions that might be helpful when you start to either develop your marketing plan for the first time or look at your marketing plan with new eyes and just be super honest. Does it click? Do you feel in alignment with it? Is it bringing results, right? So ask yourself, do I like video? Do I, do I feel comfortable being direct to camera? Or am I more comfortable with audio? Or do I like a combination? Maybe you like a combination. That's awesome. How can you incorporate that? Maybe it's a video podcast, right? That's something where you can incorporate both video and audio and do a whole bunch of repurposing, which I'll probably do a podcast episode on is content splintering because I think we're we're really looking for ways to, to create valuable things without spending hours and hours and hours behind the box. I know that I am. Okay, I digress. A second question is, do I get energized teaching prepared material or am I better reacting to questions? And this is a really interesting one because I know a lot of people that are content creation, you know, manifestors, maybe their human design is a a manifesting generator, which just basically means that content comes easy. Their brain is kind of always putting things together and creating. And for those personality types, if they're a a manifesting generator, then it's going to be easy to create content and probably easy to teach prepared material because it's so much a part of their fabric that it rolls off the tongue. Now, some people are better reacting to questions where they don't have to be the ones stimulating the topic. And if that's the case, then maybe you do live Q&As because maybe you speak awesome on your feet, you know your stuff, you know your material, but you need another person's energy to say, what about, and then you can give an amazing answer. Really important to kind of make that distinction because we want your content to come alive. When it's in alignment, there's going to be energy and it's going to feel alive. Another question is, am I okay delivering content alone? Meaning without seeing the audience, which would be a podcast or a Facebook live where you have to create your own energy, create your own like dynamic speaking, right? Without seeing anyone kind of creating and not even knowing if one person's going to see it or if you're on a live, maybe no one's even showing up live but you still have to show up and do your best. If that works for you, awesome. If it doesn't, you might want to think about delivery methods that you can see other people's faces, reactions, and comments, and that could be like a a Zoom meeting, you know, where everybody can take themselves off mic if they have a real live question. You can see their faces. You can see if you're material is landing. You can see if maybe there's some confusion in the faces and you have to go a little bit deeper into a topic. So definitely there's a big, big difference between speaking out into a void and speaking, having an audience watching you. All right. These are obviously just a few basic questions, but I hope they help you craft which marketing outlet is going to help you feel good about you 
Because when you feel good, you perform better. And when you show up as your authentic self, people will be attracted to you. This is all about attraction-based marketing. So my invitation to you is to question your current marketing strategy or strategies, right? Do they feel aligned? What area could use optimizing? And as always, you can share your thoughts in the Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group where we continue the conversation starting on the podcast. So to your alignment, right? This is all about being curious. What's going to work for me? What's going to feel like it, like it's easier? You, you can even think about it like when you're sitting up straight and your spine is aligned, you can breathe easier. You feel more confident. That type of alignment transfers over to everything that we do. And that's how I want you to look through the lens of, of that alignment when you are questioning your marketing. What works for somebody else may not work for you. Cool, we're all different. What we care about is creating something that feels on purpose, that feels like we can be consistent with, that our ideal client is gonna say, heck yes, I love this, I'm showing up again next week, like in scenario one, right? I can't wait to show up again, have some fun, listen to some music, push myself out of my comfort zone to do the breakout groups and walk away with two pages of notes. I'm excited to do that. And that's how we want our um, ideal clients and prospective clients to feel when they've been in our energy. You want them to feel like, I learned something from that. I liked that energy. I feel uplifted. I'm ready to go and take on XYZ. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope you got a few nuggets on how you can match up your personality with your marketing for better results. Until next time, my friend, breathe joy. I love hearing feedback about the show. And Literal Girl from the U.S. shares five stars, great conversations. I love listening to a good conversation and interview, and this podcast delivers. It's great to hear from a wide variety of women, not just the usual and big names, but women actually building businesses and helping each other get to their goals. I also sincerely appreciate that Casey keeps the conversations on point and it's easily listened to in a reasonable amount of time. Thank you so much for sharing that literal girl. And if you would like to leave some feedback about the show, I would love that. You can head over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Thank you.